Welcome, everyone, to another episode of our Cutting Edge Science podcast, where we unravel the mysteries of groundbreaking research. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a riveting topic that combines entomology, genetics, and public health. We're decoding the study Efficacy of Wolbachia-Mediated Sterility to Suppress Dengue, a Synthetic Control Study. What's fascinating here, Jen, is that dengue impacts millions worldwide. And despite efforts, controlling it remains a challenge due to limitations in vaccines and treatments. Exactly, Tom. So researchers have been looking for innovative methods to suppress dengue, and one such method involves manipulating mosquito populations. Without further ado, let's venture into the complex science behind this paper. With dengue being a leading cause of illness and death in the tropics and subtropics, the stakes couldn't be higher. Providing some context, Singapore, known for its dengue control programs, faces challenges with the primary mosquito vector Aedes aegypti. The advent of Wolbachia, an endosymbiotic bacterium introduced into mosquito populations, has changed the game. Wolbachia induces a condition known as cytoplasmic incompatibility, making matings between Wolbachia-infected males and wild-type females result in non-viable eggs. This is a cornerstone of the study. Moving on to the core of the paper, the researchers ranged over four years of extensive field trials in Singapore by releasing male mosquitoes infected with the Wolbachia strain WLBB. They implemented a sophisticated methodology that involved deploying these mosquitoes and comparing dengue incidence rates in areas with released mosquitoes to those without. The result was a significant suppression in wild-type mosquito populations and a remarkable reduction in dengue incidence of up to 77.28% in intervention sites, indicating the strategy's efficacy. When it comes to applications and implications, this carries enormous weight for tropical cities that bear the dengue burden heavily. It could vastly improve public health outcomes, lessen disease spread, and prove to be a cost-effective solution. To wrap things up, this study is pivotal, Tom. It showcases a novel biological vector control strategy that targets the mosquitoes themselves with a high public acceptance rate and a scalable approach for wider, even global, application. Definitely, Jen. It's clear that integrating Wolbachia-infected mosquito releases with traditional vector control measures could drastically cut down dengue incidents. With this podcast episode, we hope you've gained insightful knowledge about this study, its breadth, depth, and potential to change the way we approach dengue control for better, healthier futures. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If this podcast piqued your interest, share it with others, and together, let's spread the word about innovative science and health solutions. Until next time, keep your curiosity alive and stay tuned for more fascinating episodes. Tired of boring, everyday lighting that just brightens your room but doesn't enlighten your soul? Then it's time to flick the switch on reality with Eldritch Lantern Galactic Illuminations Litted. Imagine a porch light that not only welcomes your visitors, but introduces them to a new dimension of dread. Or a flashlight that doesn't just light your path, but also paves the way to cosmic enlightenment or madness. Our friends at Eldritch Lantern have harnessed the very essence of otherworldly glow, so every flicker holds a secret and every beam tells a story. With shadows that dance to an otherworldly tune and whispers that echo from beyond the veil, these aren't just lighting solutions. They're sanity-questioning experiences, 
illuminate your abode with a glow that's not just eerie, but eerily intelligent. And for a limited time, use code MADNESS at checkout for a free pair of reality-bending eyeglasses, perfect for reading the fine print on those pesky cosmic contracts. That's Eldritch Lantern Galactic Illuminations Litted, where light meets fright. It's not just an existential awakening. It's a beacon for beings beyond. Light up your life, or at least make it intriguingly obscure. So tune in, turn on, and drop into the unknown with Eldritch Lantern. Your guests may never leave. Because they can't find the door. Ha! Head to eldritchlantern.com and enlighten your world today. And now back to our podcast. Jen, would you do the honors of summoning today's topic? Delighted to Tom. But first, let me just light this Eldritch Lantern. Oh, wow, I can see through time. Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom. And as always, I'm here with the brilliant Jen. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen. Today, we've got an incredibly cutting-edge topic to dive into. Using the built-in iPhone body tracking system for neurological tests, the example of assessing arm weakness in stroke patients. This is a fascinating area that merges technology with healthcare, and we're going to explore it all in an intuitive way. So even if you're not a tech whiz or medical professional, stick with us. Yes, we'll unravel this complex subject, starting with some essential background and the significance of this study. So let's set the stage. Detecting and treating strokes quickly is vital. The faster a stroke is treated, the better the outcomes. That's why the acronym FAST is taught. It stands for face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulties, time to call emergency services. And that's where this study comes in, providing a fresh take on the arm aspect of FAST by utilizing the tech we carry in our pockets, our iPhones. So Jen, let's dig into the key concepts of this study. For sure, Tom. The core idea revolves around iPhone's built-in LiDAR and AR kit capabilities. These technologies provide 3D body tracking, which the researchers suggest can be used for arm weakness tests in stroke patients. LiDAR, or light detection and ranging, measures distances by illuminating targets with laser light and measuring the reflection with a sensor. Now onto the heart of the study. The researchers developed an app using AR kit that tracks arm movements. They tested this on stroke patients and compared the results to clinical evaluations. Looking at the implications, this could be huge. It may lead to more objective, faster detection of stroke symptoms by laypersons and professionals, possibly right at the emergency call stage. And now the conclusion. After a very intuitive and detailed unpacking of the study, it's clear that iPhone tracking systems can detect arm weakness in stroke patients. Although not without limitations, this technology could potentially revolutionize initial stroke assessments. Totally, Tom. The personal reflection on this is that technology like iPhones could bridge gaps in healthcare, leading to innovative approaches to early stroke detection. And with that wrapped up, thanks for diving into this exciting study with us. Always stay curious, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care and keep learning. Are you ready to strum your way through the stars? To riff a melody on the rings of Saturn? Then it's time to grip the neck of a celestial sensation with Starstrum Galactic Guitars, Inc. Why settle for earthly acoustics when you can play meteoric metal strings? Harvested from the heart of shooting stars, these guitars are big bang and beautiful. Want a guitar that's tuned into cosmic frequencies? 
our Nebula Tune Tech synchronizes your sound with the very pulse of the universe. And for those who like their music a little spacey, each strum will send you and your audience into orbit. So blast off to astral artistry. And make your next concert a supernova of sound with Starstrum Galactic Guitars. Get yours today and let your music shine like a constellation of pure rock. Starstrum Galactic Guitars, because in space, everyone can hear you solo. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we have a fascinating topic on our hands, a computational model that dives into the details of how we humans keep our balance, especially when things get a bit shaky. Right, Jen. We're delving deep into a recent paper titled A Dynamic Computational Model of Head Sway Responses in Human Upright Stance Postural Control During Support Surface Tilt. It certainly is a mouthful. So let's break it down for our listeners. What we're talking about here is the body's ability to maintain posture, which is actually a highly complex task, folks. Exactly. And what's significant about this paper is that it challenges previous models that didn't give the head, you know, the part of your body with your eyes and ears, enough credit in posture control. This is groundbreaking because, as it turns out, the control of head position plays a crucial role, and previous models had just lumped it together with the upper body. Now, before we get into the nuts and bolts, let's set the scene with some essential background concepts to make sure we all understand the basics. Jen, take it away. At the center of this research is the concept of balance and postural control. Essentially, our bodies are like inverted pendulums with a base of support, which is usually our feet. Right, and our body must continuously make small adjustments to keep the center of mass over the base of support. Otherwise, we'd fall over. It's like trying to balance a broomstick on the palm of your hand. Researchers often study balance by introducing small, controlled movements to the surface someone is standing on and then analyzing how the body responds to stay upright. And to measure this, they use something called a 3D ultrasound motion capture, which sounds quite high-tech. It tracks the movement of different body parts in three-dimensional space. From there, they use complex mathematical models and simulations to predict and analyze these movements. The big picture goal? To understand not only healthy balance, but also what happens when neurological diseases affect it. With that in mind, this new model integrates data from human experiments, considering the head's control through a modular feedback system. Exactly. And they found that this head module can adapt to different conditions, which is huge. Not only can it help us understand balance better in general, but it could also apply to diagnosing and monitoring neurological diseases. So fascinating, Jen. On top of that, there are applications in robotics and assistive devices. Imagine a humanoid robot that can balance like a human, or an exoskeleton that helps support someone's posture. All right, let's get into the core of this research. The objective was to create a computational model focusing on the head's control during upright stance when subjected to a surface tilt. The methodology was pretty intricate. The researchers took recorded human responses to tilts, both with eyes open and closed, and used them to simulate the movement of the neck. When we talk about the model's key findings, one interesting aspect is how it could differentiate between responses in healthy subjects and patients with motor control conditions. Looking at the implications and applications, we see the potential for clinical pathology, basically understanding diseases better. 
and also, as we said earlier, in the development of more advanced humanoid robots. Now to conclude, the main points we've discussed today revolve around this dynamic model's ability to represent head sway responses under different conditions. Exactly. And personal reflections. Well, it's just fascinating to see how an intricate understanding of human balance can lead to advancements in medical technology and robotics. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive into one of the latest papers shaping the future of computational models and human stance postural control. Stay tuned for more thought-provoking discussions in our future episodes where we'll continue unraveling the mysteries of human movement and technology. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep questioning and stay curious. Has your space holiday booked with a boring old rocket got you feeling down? Want to swap that zero-gravity float for a hilarious hop? Then it's time to ditch the jet fuel and embrace the Joey way to travel with Quantum Roo Galactic Jumpscapes. Our astro kangaroos will have you leaping across the cosmos faster than you can say supernova. Forget about those cramped spaceship seats. Snuggle up in a cosmic pouch that's both roomy and rubbery. With our patented quantum hop harness, you'll experience the wonders of the universe like never before. Hold on to your helmets as you bounce on the moon with a view that's truly out of this world. Do cartwheels around Saturn's rings and play cosmic hopscotch on Halley's Comet. It's all just a tail's swing away. And since they're trained in astrophysics, our kangaroo crew will keep you safe and entertained with their quirky quantum quips. So why settle for the stars when you can hop to them the kangaroo way? Together, Quantum Roo Galactic Jumpscapes, hop to the stars the kangaroo way. Book your next cosmic skip today. Hello and welcome back to our award-winning podcast with your hosts, Tom and Jen, where we dive into the world of science and explore topics that pique our curiosity. Today's episode is gonna be an intellectual adventure so buckle up. That's right, Tom. Today, we're unraveling the complex world of a branching model for intergenerational telomere length dynamics. This recent study is shining a light on the biological intricacies beneath the aging process. Let's set the stage for our listeners. Telomeres are like the protective caps at the end of our shoelaces, but for our chromosomes. They prevent our genetic data from unraveling and getting damaged. Yes, but with each cell division, these telomeres shorten. When they get too short, that cell can no longer divide. This process is a fundamental aspect of aging and is tied to various age-related diseases. Precisely, and this study presents an intriguing model to understand how telomere length is passed down from parents to offspring and how it changes across generations. We'll break down this complicated topic and make it digestible. So even if you're not a scientist, you'll come away with a new perspective on how our body's microscopic clocks work. With our trusty neural depth integrated over the knowledge spectrum, we're going to dissect this study in detail. Let's start by discussing the researchers objectives, delve into the methodology, and then unpack the findings and their broader implications. Our journey doesn't end there. We'll wrap up with a cogent conclusion that brings all this knowledge full circle you'll get personal reflections from the two of us on the paper's broader relevance to science and society. For those eager to learn about telomeres, cellular aging, and genetics, you're in for a treat. And with that, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this fascinating study. 
Jen, would you do the honors of leading us into the first segment? Absolutely, Tom. We'll begin with an introduction that provides context for why this paper is a significant leap in the field of cellular biology and what it could mean for the future of healthcare. Stay tuned as we dive deep into the world of telomeres. Hey, star travelers, are you ready to funk up your zero G with some rad rhythms? Look no further than Groovesphere Galactic Disco Orbs, Inc., where we don't just set the mood, we set the whole galaxy grooving. Introducing the Orbit Omph Disco Ball, not just a sphere, but your ticket to an out-of-this-world party experience. With anti-gravity groove generator, this baby floats, flares, and brings flare anywhere from Saturn's rings to the asteroid belt's bling. And who could forget the quantum sparkle dynamics? You're not just lighting up the room, you're lighting up the cosmos. Yeah, even the Martians will see your moves, and trust me, they've seen some things. The cosmic boogie wave emitter? It's like if Mozart and an alien DJ had a baby, every creature in the galaxy will get down. Sst. About space noise laws? Our telepathic tune-in lets your mind be the DJ. No more noise complaints from grumpy space whales. So grab your Orbidoomph today and remember, Groovesphere's mantra, light up the cosmos, one boogie at a time. Groovesphere Galactic Disco Orbs, Inc., sponsoring our interstellar shenanigans and your universal right to party. Welcome to another episode of our award-winning podcast, where we explore complex scientific topics and break them down in a way that's both informative and entertaining. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a very special topic lined up, facilitating the sharing of electrophysiology data analysis results through in-depth provenance capture. Right, Jen. And this is a paper that's generating a lot of buzz in the field of electrophysiology. To give our listeners some context, let's delve into why this paper is so significant. Absolutely, Tom. In the world of electrophysiology, scientists record electrical activity in the brain using techniques that can capture signals at the level of individual neurons. That's already complex as it sounds, right? Well, one of the key challenges in electrophysiology research today is reproducibility and transparency. The analysis of this kind of data involves scripts that generate tons of output files, including detailed figures. And here's where things get tough. Handling and understanding these results can be a significant hurdle due to the complexity and interactive nature of the process. It's tough to discern the analysis steps, parameters, and data flow just from the results. This can impede knowledge transfer, making collaboration between scientists a big challenge. This is why the paper we're discussing is groundbreaking. It addresses these challenges by presenting a tool called Alpaca, which stands for Automated Lightweight Provenance Capture. It's designed to capture fine-grained provenance information with minimal user intervention when running data analysis in Python scripts. Provenance information, for those who aren't familiar, is basically a detailed record that tracks the lineage of data and the processes applied to it. It's like the biography of the data. And with a tool like Alpaca, much-needed structure is brought to the chaos. It records inputs, outputs, function parameters, and structures according to the W3C Prove standard, which is a set of guidelines that enable this kind of information to be shared and understood widely. The provenance tracking tool discussed in the paper makes result details known in a standardized way, which improves reproducibility and facilitates the sharing of data analyses. 
This is huge in meeting the FAIR principles, which stand for findable, accessible, interoperable, and reusable. Now onto the core of the paper. The authors dove deep into the methodology and techniques used for this tool. They showcased Alpaca by applying it to a realistic use case involving multi-channel local field potential recordings from a neurophysiological experiment. Right, Tom. The paper detailed the key findings demonstrating how Alpaca captures the intricacies of the data analysis process from input data all the way through to the result plot. And it does this in a way that preserves the provenance of both the data and analysis, which is key to facilitating that sharing. Let's talk about implications and applications. This tool has the potential to significantly impact the field by promoting a more collaborative research environment, helping scientists to understand and reproduce studies, and even build upon the work of others. In our conclusion, it's clear that the methodologies discussed in the paper show great promise. The tool presented has the potential to change how electrophysiology data is analyzed and shared, making it more standardized and transparent. Personal reflections. While we're not scientists ourselves, Jen, it's exciting to see such advancements. This kind of tool could be a game changer in ensuring that the scientific method remains robust and reliable. Absolutely, Tom, and it demonstrates the beauty of combining different fields. Here, neuroscience with data science and producing something that advances research and knowledge sharing. It's truly fascinating work. It's been an insightful discussion, and that wraps up our episode for today. A big thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us for more deep dives into the latest in science and technology. Until next time, this is Jen. And Tom signing off. Keep questioning. Keep learning. Are you tired of the same old chess sets with their stoic knights and boring bishops? Then get ready to elevate your game night to enchanting new heights with Gnome's Gambit Litted. Picture this, tiny garden gnomes donning medieval garb with the bravado of knights and the cunning of queens. Each piece a character in its own right. The knight, gallantly riding a slug as if it were a mighty steed. And don't forget the bishops, blessing their troops with the holy begonias of victory. But wait, there's a sprinkle of magic waiting as the clock strikes twelve. These little fellows come to life, reenacting historic battles with all the drama of a gnome soap opera. Oh no, Sir Squeakalot, watch thy tiny back on E4. Plus, you've never heard sass until you've heard it from a gnome with a flair for the Sicilian defense. So if you want your chess game to go from check to checkmate with charm, then it's time for Gnome's Gambit Litted. Remember, that's Gnome's Gambit Litted. Checkmate with charm, the enchanted board awaits. Order now and let the midnight miniatures make their move. Music